top of the morning, I'm Artisan, or Carlos, or whatever you know me as. I posted the other day on my social media accounts that starting this week, uh, okay, so to preface all this, the, the format I've been following on social media as far as like posting reviews has been to post all of the singles reviews on Friday and then follow up with the record reviews either Saturday or Saturday and Sunday, whatever is more convenient for me, depending on how many records there are in a given week. Um, and, and that's worked for me up to this point, and I don't think it's not working, and that's not why I'm making a change, but starting this week, I will be doing record reviews on Friday, and then singles reviews on Saturday. And the reasoning for that is because we're now getting to the point in the release calendar for the rest of 2021 where I am incredibly excited for a lot of the records coming out and I want to prioritize them because what I've been doing is listening to just singles on Friday and then listening to the albums and EPs on Saturday. So I've made it a point in my life to not listen to new records until the weekend. And there have been some exceptions. I'm not going to act like I've only ever listened to new records on Saturday or Sunday the last few months. No, when there was like, um, you know, New Against the Current or Chunk or Captain Chunk, Caskets, I listened to all those on Friday because I just couldn't wait until the weekend to listen to them. But on, on some of the records that I have reviewed recently, yeah, I waited until Saturday or, or even Sunday sometimes to review them because I, like, like the anticipation wasn't entirely there and I wasn't so invested in the idea of listening to them right when they dropped. But that's about to change with the releases of like Spearbox, The Plot and You, Don Broco, Poppy, Dying Wish, Bad Flower, Ice Nine Kills, Andres, Can't Swim, and then just a, a plethora of other artists who are escaping me right now. I need to hear those albums when they drop. I really, really need to. And thus, I want to make these reviews when the material is like fresh in my mind. So if I'm listening to the albums on Friday, I want to post the reviews on Friday. That was the only real update I had for the platform as of right now. Uh, so what is on this episode? Uh, so we've got singles reviews from the likes of Cherry Amore, The Plot and You, Iceland Kills, Star Set, State Champs, Became His Romans, Invent Animate, a couple of others we're going to go in depth on, and then new records from Landless, The Band Camino, Hawthorne Heights, and Hot Milk. So yeah, thanks everyone. Enjoy the episode. I saw a picture of Conor McGregor and MGK squaring up at the VMAs. Um, yeah, sure. Why, why not, man? I, I don't fucking know. I can't imagine it was over music. Um, you know, it's, it, it's definitely a, a scene in my head imagining Conor McGregor being like, hey, you fucking ruined pop punk. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know where I'm supposed to go with that. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and get into the music now. Cherry Amore, who have a real case, in my opinion, to being the rookie band of the year, 
announced their debut EP called Internal Discussions, which is set to be released on October 1st. And alongside that, we got the brand new single called A Beautiful Mess, A Perfect Disaster. This is a really quick turnaround for an EP, but it's also a welcome one because I I think Cherry Moore have been one of the shining stars of the scene this year. And, and take into account that this is their rookie year, and if you want to be more specific, like their rookie three months at this point, it, it was not that long ago that they changed their name to Cherry Moore and announced their signing Equal Vision. And it feels like ever since then, they've just been on this wave of momentum that... like. like I can't think of the last time I saw this with a band at this like stage in their career, so early into their tenure. And a beautiful mess, a perfect disaster, follows the trajectory of their other singles. In in the case of like, it's just so catchy and infectious, and the pop sensibility is more than there, while still remaining within the boundaries of what makes a band seen. I guess if you want to put it that way, they just they they know what they're doing, and it's. So astonishing to see a, a band just come right out and be this fucking good from the jump. And I, I think there's no way that anyone can deny the capabilities of Cherry Moore when it comes to songwriting and production and just the, the way that they carry themselves, the way that they present their sound and everything about this band, it, it works. And they have all of the potential in the world, I think, to just take themselves wherever they want to and control their sector of the scene. And I, I dare anyone to listen to this song or Orlando or Burn or probably the remaining two songs on this EP on October 1st and bring into question who Cherry Moore are and what they have the potential to achieve in our scene. Ice Nine Kills have unveiled the third single off of the Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horrorwood, out on October 15th. This time it is Rainy Day. Following up their other two singles, Hip To Be Scared was based on American Psycho, and then Assault and Batteries was based on Chucky. This time, Rainy Day is based on Resident Evil. And just having the knowledge beforehand that Ice Nine Kills were making a Resident Evil track just really, really spoke to me, because in the time that I previously spent as a video game fanatic, Resident Evil was one of my favorite franchises, or at least like certain parts of it. Um, I never played any past five, so... I, I don't really have that strong of an opinion on it, but, you know, one, two, three, zero, four, all fucking amazing games, in my opinion, and this is an amazing song, and I, I really would not have expected anything less from Ice Nine Kills. Uh, just the packaging of this song and the way that it pays homage to Resident Evil, it, it follows the, um, like, everything that they put into Assault and Batteries and Hip to be Scared and how those songs, like, did a successful job at, like, bringing to life the the subject matter. And, you know, that's a part of Ice Nine's whole gimmick that I will never, I will never doubt. I will never wonder, like, hey, can they pull this thing off? They've proven time and time again that they can. And Rainy Day, uh, from a musical standpoint, it reminded me quite a bit of Obey by Bring Me the Horizon. It just kind of has, like, that same flow to it. Um, a little bit of the same production elements. Um, 
like the chorus kind of um comes in and hits a little bit similarly and i know all this is making it sound like they you know uh fucking ripped off bring me the horizon they didn't it's just a song that happens to sound like another one and rainy day it, it comes into its own and it's just the lyricism here and how it uh falls back into resident evils category or territory i mean uh a call to survivors has just come through resist the zombie they'll make of you call off a life blow the storm away don't save the truth for a rainy day legitimately some of the fucking most talented musicians in the entire scene make up this band and i really really cannot wait for the rest of silver scream 2 especially not knowing exactly what all of these songs are going to be tied to steak champs released their second single in a matter of weeks it is called out of my head Similarly to Just Sound, Out of My Head fits into everything that State Champs have set for themselves prior. It's everything that you would expect out of a State Champs song. And for me personally, that is more than enough. I think I said this about um, Just Sound. I don't know why that escaped me when I said it literally a second ago. But uh, what, what I said about that song on this show was that I don't feel like State Champs are ever really like, you know, like breaking glass ceilings or not exactly like changing the way that other pop punk bands sound they're just taking the standard pop punk sound and putting their own spin on it and doing it incredibly well and the, the same thing applies to out of my head it's just really fun and catchy and the chorus itself is like really really just like it forces your attention and gets right no pun intended into your head um i can't get you out of my head out of my head spinning around the edge play it again play it again yeah I'm, but i'm down with it. it it's just a really really cool fun track and you know that's that's all that I ask for every time State Champs does something, and we're now two singles into what, you know, I assume is an album cycle. Hopefully, an official announcement about something is coming sooner than later. Brand new single from Nova Cub called I Wanted to Keep You. I really don't know what kind of reach Nova Cub has within our scene. They're not seen themselves, but, you know, I, I don't know, like, how scene adjacent they are and how many people who listen to alternative music would even know who Nova Cub are. Uh, they had a single back in, I want to say February, it was called Fantasies. That song still gets a ton of play from me. I really, really enjoy that song and everything that it brings because it's not vastly different than what I would normally listen to, but... It's not within that realm, and I, I think for that reason, I really, really like it. Um, I wanted to keep you... I, I wouldn't put it on the same level as Fantasies. I think Fantasies is just, like, a slight step above it, but again, a slight step. I wanted to keep you is still really, really fucking cool. Um, it, it's very much so grounded in synth pop, and that kind of, like, uh, becomes a recurring theme throughout the entire track, and the instrumentation and production behind it really, really speaks to that. Just really, really cool song. It, it catchy lyricism. Um, I, I would say like it's, it, it has like that emo dread to it in certain areas that I think anyone who's into scene music can really get behind. So I definitely do recommend the song. I, I think Nova Cub are just a really cool band who, again, I don't know what their reach is, but whatever it is, it's not where it should be.
the week that I'm dropping this episode is the release week for Swan Song by The Plot and You, and what I'm going to be talking about now is the final single to lead into that record. It is Paradigm. When I first heard this song, the the thing that came to mind was how much it reminded me of The One You Loved, which was off of the Plot News last record, Dispose. And I say that as a compliment because I really, really enjoyed that song. I thought it was one of the strong points of a record that had nothing but strong points. It, it just has like that, um, like straightforward structure to it that you would hear like on radio rock. But w- when I say that, I-, I want people to understand that Paradigm is anything like but generic, but vanilla, but cookie cutter. It is a fucking outstanding song from a, a band who I would expect nothing less from. There's like a lot of really cool groove moments happening within the verses here, and then the chorus explodes and it just sounds so massive. There's a breakdown later on that isn't exactly like so in your face heavy, but it just feels so raw and energetic and everything that it needs to be, it achieves that. And I, I think everybody in the plot and you carries their own weight. Landon still sounds as fucking amazing as he always has and i am just so so goddamn excited for swan song and what that record could do for me personally for the remainder of this year and then whoever knows how long afterwards we've got some star set news and not just in the form of a single but also an album announcement that is horizons which is out on october 22nd and the aforementioned single is called the breach I want to get this out the way before I go further in on the single. I personally believe that this is the weakest lead single start set has ever had for a record. But in saying that, just keep in mind what the other singles or lead singles have been. My Demons, Monster, and Manifest. Three of the best start set songs ever crafted. So, like saying that The Breach is not as good as any of those three songs, that is... That's just in comparison to those songs. That's not in comparison to their entire catalog or the catalogs of other bands. I would still put The Breach in a a tier and echelon above so many of its contemporaries. The Breach still perfectly sets up Horizons, or or at least like what I would assume Horizons is, is going to predominantly sound like. I think The Breach is a good introduction for that. Um, it, it carries over every little quirk and element that makes up Starset's identity. You know, it feels so futuristic and sci-fi-esque and all of that production blended into the alternative rock sound that I think Starset have mastered and in my personal opinion, probably probably do it better than anyone else going right now. And that's been the case for a couple of years now. It's catchy and just sounds really cool and like all of the other star set records and songs prior dustin bates is the main driving force behind the breach but at the same time everyone else in this band carries their weight magnificently and just everybody pours everything into the project that is star set and i think for that reason i have no reason to doubt that horizons is going to be the the fucking home run that in my opinion vessels and divisions were
Just a couple more singles to get through. Right now, I want to talk about the new Gucci Highwater song called Lately. It was a real surprise to me to get this song already because uh, his record Jokes on You only came out back in January so you know it does feel like that record hasn't really been given the proper time to breathe and, and I say that because of how highly I view Jokes on You but at the same time I'm not going to complain over getting new material from Gucci High Waters. Especially when Lately is as strong as it is, this is a single that just acts as like the perfect follow-up to what Gucci High Waters was already doing. Uh, the beat here is so chill and it feels laid back while at the same time, you know, dude is just laying over some really, really heartfelt lyrics that I myself was able to get lost in. Like, just to read off an excerpt here from the song. What if I can't find someone to type to, and everybody telling me I should spite you? What if I can't find nobody? Is it mean that I can't say sorry? You know, it, it, it just, it, like, the, the term emo hip-hop, I think, gets overused a lot, and it's definitely... An oversaturated market but Gucci Highwaters is a star in that portion of the scene and I think the scene at large should be so thankful that there is someone like him to be here and provide this level of variety and this level of variety with the quality that he is putting out. Gucci Highwaters is immensely important to our scene and what we are doing right now and I cannot express enough how important I feel it is to champion him. There is a brand new We Came As Romans single called Black Hole, which features Caleb Shoma from Beartooth. What I was prepared to say about Black Hole coming into this episode was that I believed it was a good example of a song that I really like, but maybe don't necessarily love. However, in, in the time that I've been able to spend listening to Black Hole, it is growing on me at a really rapid rate, and I, I don't know if I love love the song yet, but I do love it a, a hell of a lot more than I would have, you know, reviewing it a week ago. I'm one of those people who, like... Um, the, the direction that We Came As Romans took on self-titled six years ago, I did not hate. There are a couple songs on that record that I still go back to pretty regularly, like Blur and Savior of the Week and The World I Used to Know. And then I thought, like, even though I was a fan of that direction, I believe that Cold Like War was the right step for that band. And I think what Black Hole is doing, and, and this was the same case with Dark Bloom, which was the prior single, it feels like it's kind of blending the production on Cold Like War with the ideas on Self-Titled, and that's making for what is up to this point a winning formula. It's a really, really straightforward, catchy song. I think the Caleb Shomo feature in the second verse, you know, maybe really wasn't necessary, but it's a layer to the song that I'm still appreciative of. Appreciative of. And, you know, I think Caleb lending his prowess to We Came As Romans can only... Uh, result in good things and you know black hole being the result of that um it, it's a really good song and I, I also thought dark bloom was a good song i like dark bloom a little bit more but again black hole i am starting to come around on it a, a lot more than i thought i would and i am just so eager to hear what the rest of a we came as romans album is going to sound like i know there's a fucking record 
I don't know if it's finished, but I know Sharptone have been promoting it like fucking crazy for the last, you know, year, year and a half, whatever it's been. And rightfully so, because We Came As Romans is one of the powerhouses of their label. So, you know, I expect to hear a, a, a lot about We Came As Romans coming up in the next couple months. The last single that I'm going to talk about on its own for this episode is the new Invent Animate song called The Sun Sleeps. So a, a lot happened alongside the release of the single. Invent Anime announced their signing to UNFD and a brand new EP called The Sun Sleeps as if it was never out, which releases on September 23rd. It's only a three song EP, but I really have to say if these three, or I guess if, um, if the two songs that are not The Sun Sleeps match the quality of The Sun Sleeps or somehow even eclipse it, this is going to be a, a fucking stellar release for Invent Animate, who's, who's a band that I've always thought were good and I do like them, but I just feel like they haven't really had like that one uber strong release that really, really puts them on a pedestal. They had a record last year called Graveview that while it was pretty good from what I can remember of it, it also dropped like right at the start of the pandemic. And that's, you know, that was like a death sentence for any project around that time. So you know, not to the fault of Invent Animate that Graveview didn't really, you know, um, it didn't really have the life that it could have gotten or the life that it deserved. But my hope is that this new EP can kind of breathe that life back into Invent Animate or, or I guess not so much back into them, but just into them for, in my opinion, the first time, really. Um, the, the way that this song kind of builds itself up initially and that atmospheric and ambient vibe it has going for it just works really really well and then it kind of comes back later on before going into the outro and, and just all the uh, experimentation here and the instrumentation choices were just really really solid in my opinion i i think everybody in this band like really really shines on the sun sleeps and yeah I, i'm just really looking forward to what's going to come from this new ep so now i'm going to just briefly run through all the other singles that i'm not shining a light on in this episode but I still wanted to at least highlight. Lifeline by Bad Wolves. Get the Need by Bearings. End of Me by Billy Talent featuring Rivers Cuomo. Savior by Breathe Atlantis featuring Eddie Berg. Misery's Company by Cemetery Sun. Ghost Story by Cheat Codes featuring All Time Low. Used Me All Along by Darrow. Death Prize by Deficit. The Mistake by Employed to Serve. Finite by Envied by Angels. Brainsick by I the Breather. Lifeline by Lado. Berserker by Legend. Outcast Radio by Nathan James. Bury Me Tonight by Safe Face. Luxury Funerals by Secret Keeper featuring Kyle Medina. Death Whistle by Signs of the Swarm. Somerset Fire to the Rain by Thrice. You Still Linger by Vagrants. And Good Days by Young Rising Suns. So those are all the singles from last week that I liked and I enjoyed to whatever extent that I did. There was one single, so I didn't dislike any single last week, but there was one that just kind of missed the mark a, a little bit and that was Shatter by Bullet for My Valentine. 
I think what Bullet's been doing on this new album cycle has been, you know, fine for the most part. Uh, Shatter just does not really do anything for me, and I, I feel like I've established by now on this podcast that that's kind of a trend for myself when it comes to, like, those 2000s metalcore bands that, you know, are still going today. So, like, you know, Bullet Fine Valentine, Atreyu, Killswitch Engage, Avenged Sevenfold there's not really much that those bands right now can really really do to grab me but i will still listen to their material and i will still review it on here and like i said i don't dislike that bullet my valentine song i just don't particularly like it either so now let's get into some records similarly to last week there are four releases to, to talk about this week uh three albums and one ep i'm actually gonna start with one of the albums first because it's an album that you know i have a a, a few things to say about it, and it w- was my least favorite release of last week, but I do still think it has some strong points. The Rain Just Follows Me by Hawthorne Heights. What I'll get out the way now is that I have the utmost respect for Hawthorne Heights. At this point, they're a legacy act. This is their 20th year uh, of being a band. So, like, it, to be a, a scene band and for them an early scene band and still be going to this day, that's pretty fucking incredible. Uh, they've definitely been put through the ringer, to say the least. Um, you know, they had the passing of uh, their guitarist or rhythm guitarist and unclean vocalist Casey Calvert back in 2007. And then the band pushed through and they've been going relatively strong ever since so you know good on them and like i said all the respect in the world for hawthorne heights i think that just their perseverance is admirable and i really really like what they represent for our scene um but if we get into the music side of it they blew up like back in 2004 2005 with ohio is for lovers which i think remains one of like the most well-known emo songs in history and what comes afterwards i think with hawthorne heights it's kind of just um more so like just dedication from their fan base than anything else i don't think they've had a song ever since ohio is for lovers that you know transcends themselves and their audience and after that it's kind of just all contained within the fan base and that's fine but i'm not personally like that into the hawthorne heights fan base so a lot of their material over the last you know 15 years or whatever it has escaped me and i'm not sure if i would even have listened to the rain just follows me if it wasn't for this podcast and the need to like cover everything whether it be like big or small within the scene but i listened to it anyways and what i will say about the record is that it's okay until it's not And that brief period where it's not is, like I just said, brief, but it's still there. I do think the record starts off on its strongest note, that being Constant Dread, which features Brendan Murphy from Counterparts and End. When I say NN, I mean the band End. E-N-D. Yeah, uh, I just felt like um, making that clear. Um... So it's a really, really good song, and I do appreciate how Hawthorne Heights brought in somebody who is, like, more current within the scene for this guest feature spot, and I thought it works really, really well. Uh, and then there are two other guest spots features, there are two other guest feature spots later on. Why do I do this all the time? Uh, that being Spray Painted in Black, which features Anthony Ranieri from Bayside, and then Seafoam, which features William Ryan Key, uh, formerly of Yellow Card. Um, 
that song spray painted in black that starts this back-to-back stretch between that song and then dull headlights where i was getting really really bored with the material here and, and prior to that like so c- between constant dread and spray painted in black you have the ranges follows me holy coast tired and alone and then thunder in our hearts that stretch of songs i thought were good but i think by track five i was kind of just like yeah I-, I need something something a little bit more interesting to keep me to keep my interest going something to kind of pull me back into the record fully and then spray painted in black just kind of doesn't really do that it like i don't even really know what it is about it it's not a bad song per se i didn't say that i disliked it on the reviews i said i didn't mind that song and the same thing with dull headlights but i guess it's just like because of the flow of the record up to the point of those two songs that's what made uh track six and seven suffer in my opinion and then the record does you know get its steam going again um but it never really matches constant dread i think constant dread just stands like way above everything else on this record as like a highlight song and the bright spot of everything here um and with hawthorne heights i uh, so i said this about bullet for valentine just a, a little bit ago about how like at one point i probably really liked them but then ever since then i just i can't really get into it it's not for me to some extent that's the case here with hawthorne heights not that strongly though there was a hawthorne heights song a couple of years ago i'm actually gonna look up what it's called um if I can even fucking get this going on Spotify. Hey, unprofessional podcast. Who fucking knew? Um, so, Hawthorne Heights had a song back in 2015 called The Darkest Times. That's my favorite Hawthorne Heights song ever. So, it's not a case where it's like they get worse with age and it, it's this instance where I'm just not going to like anything I hear by them no matter what. No, this band is more than capable of putting out quality material even as they progress through the years. And use Constant Dread as, like, an example of that. That song is actually really, really fucking good, and I like it a lot. But comparing the rest of the album to that song, you know, the the material here does lose me kind of. And then, like I just said, that two-song stretch in the middle of the record did a lot to kind of hinder my enjoyment with this record and the listening experience I was having. But overall, I do not think The Rain Just Follows Me is a bad record. I think it's a decent album. I think that people who are into Hawthorne Heights... I would hope that they like it. You know, I, it's always cool when people who are like really, really into bands love new material from the bands no matter what. And so I hope people who like, you know, are riding with Hawthorne Heights and championing them, they were able to really, really get behind this material. And to some extent, I was as well, but it just does not really stand up to the rest of the releases from last week or in recent memory. Brand new EP from Hot Milk. It is called I Just Want to Know What Happens When I'm Dead. Before the release of this EP, or, or I guess rather before the start of its cycle, I had only ever listened to one Hot Milk song, and that was June Gloom from back in 2020. And I, I don't really know why that was the only song from them I ever heard, because I, I did enjoy it. And so, you know, I, I should have gone from there and listened to more of their catalog, small catalog, but I should have listened to it anyways. But regardless, I went into, I just want to know what, I just want to know what happens when I'm dead. That's a mouthful. Uh, I just went into that EP kind of, um, you know, knowing that I liked the singles and 
once I heard the complete project altogether, I was kind of floored by how much I like this. I guess I just never really paid attention beforehand to how effective I think the vocal trade-off between Jim and Han actually works, but it, it gives Hot Milk like their own character and their own identity and like I hear these songs now and like they're so clearly Hot Milk and like you know exactly who they are from the second you press play on the opening song which is the title track. The chorus of that title track fucking delivers on every goddamn note dude. It is so catchy, so bouncy, like uh, just the way the rhythm flows throughout it and just like everything about it is everything that I could have asked for from like a pop punk song in this day and age and when i say pop punk i mean like this actually has like layers to it it's not just straightforward it feels like i was gonna say it feels more intelligent than pop punk but that's not me trying to say that pop punk itself is not intelligent it's just like this feels like it was like more like meticulous and and more carefully put together track number two woozy is right up there with the title track for being my favorite song on this whole project it wasn't a single and listening to it i guess i can kind of understand why it wasn't it's only about like just right over two minutes long and it's quite experimental compared to everything else on here but it, it, it's just so so fucking good it, it has like this um almost like a like a emo hip-hop feel to it at certain points and then it, it embraces like every little like emo trope that i just love in these kinds of songs and it sounds incredible and even if it's not as like complete of a of sound that the title track was woozy just it, it still characterizes everything about hot milk that i think people really really do need to pay attention to the other three songs on here i kind of want to talk about collectively because i think they for the most part accomplish the same thing as the title track the good life i think i hate myself and split personality they all have like that pop punk feel to it but you know, just like with the title track, like more energy, more power to it, like more of a um, more of like this embracing of alternative rock that blends within their sound, and it's just like Hot Milk. You know, for a five song EP, they really, really came out and just just fucking outclassed almost everyone around them. This was such a such a well put together release, such a perfect EP. I think Hot Milk are one of the standout you know, more recent acts in the scene. And if there's anyone listening to this who, you know, doesn't know who Hot Milk are, have never paid attention to them in any way before, I think this is the perfect opportunity for you to start. I think this EP, it, it really, really does warrant your attention. And I cannot personally see how you can finish this EP and not have like at least some positives that you can take away from it with you. The band Camino dropped what is their debut album last week, and I was fucking shocked to find out that's their debut because I feel like I've known about this band for years now, and I just assumed that they had this giant catalog, but it, it all started last Friday, apparently, and that's fine. It is a self-titled album. This is a big band. Uh, they have over 2 million listeners on Spotify. And so, you know, this is quite... There, there are more eyes on this release uh, than there have been for some of the other records I've reviewed recently on this show. 
But when listening to the material here, I think it becomes pretty evident why the band Camino have so much attention on them and why people look at this band the way that they do and why they've been built up the way that they have been built up. So my journey with this record started a couple months ago when One Last Cigarette came out as a single. One Last Cigarette is one of the best songs on this entire record and truthfully could be one of my favorite songs of the entire year. I think it's just like, you know, radio pop rock done right. It has a ton of energy to it. It doesn't feel dull or, or phoned in, in in any fashion for any second of its runtime. It's just so catchy and effective and it really really did its job in getting me excited for what would eventually be this new album something that i think this record does incredibly well is the sort of masking of its content and lyricism with these like you know happy upbeat um vibes going throughout the instrumentation because like okay so the opening song everybody dies okay pretty straightforward with the the title of it that is quite dark and menacing and then, but if you listen to like just the way the song sounds and not so much the words being spoken, you're, you're kind of like feeling it, man. You're vibing to it. It just sounds like this, like really, really laid back, like almost like a summer song. And then you, you read the lyricism or you, you just listen to it and you take the chorus and everybody dies. And, and suddenly like the whole song just has this like, you know, new life to it. You can't make me stop. You can't make me stay. I don't know how many more I've got, but I'll be waiting for forever if I'm waiting for a better day. You can't make me go. You can't make me change. I don't know what the future holds, but it happens how it happens. Everybody dies anyway. That is crazy, man. That is some fucking emo-ass shit going on there. But at the same time, it, it, it's a message that, like, you know, everybody, I, I feel, can, like, kind of take to heart and, and can find themselves within those lines. And it, that song just really, really sets forth what this debut album achieves in, in that how the band Camino can just take these like you know happy sounds and lay over these really really depressing lyrics that you kind of do need to hear there's also a ton of variety here like the band Camino did not just find one sound and stick to it and they easily could have done that because I think every sound that they you know tackle here they really really make their own and they show just how good they are at so many different like sectors of pop rock music or alternative rock because this does dive into that in a couple sections um so like underneath my skin does not sound like no at all a and in that same way sorry mom does not sound like just a phase and i do want to focus on that two song stretch right now because it is one of the like highlights of this record that is just full of highlights and i guess if you want to expand to three songs you can because one last cigarette does come right after just a phase God, I wish I had heard Sorry Mom back when it dropped as a single a few months ago because I would have been all over that shit and I would have raved on this show about how strongly I feel for this song. It's an entirely acoustic song and for that reason, along with the lyricism, it is the most like heartfelt and genuine song on the record and that says a lot considering just, you know, what I've already said about the lyrics on this entire record. Uh, Sorry Mom, it's literally just what it sounds like in the title. It's an apology letter to, to one's mom. Sometimes I get drunk, sometimes I say fuck, sometimes I talk about things you don't like in my songs. I've gone home with girls a lot, I don't know if there's a god. Sometimes I try to act like I don't know right from wrong. I'm sorry mom, I'm sorry mom. Like, legitimately, like, almost to the point of, like, moving me to tears. That song is so powerful and effective, and I... It, it, like, it was one of the things that when I finished this record, like, one of the first things I thought of was, like, God, sorry mom was so fucking cool. And then right after that 
right after that, it goes into just a phase. I, I'm really, really not doubting the possibility that just a phase might be my favorite song on the whole record. It was the highest rated song from this album in scenic overlook last weekend. The more time that I spent with this record, the more I realized like there's a lot of material on here that really, really does get close to just a phase and, and maybe eclipses it. Um, but just as far as like what I took away from, uh, this self-titled record by the band Camino after the first listen, just a phase was the song that really, really stuck with me and really, really got me wanting to come on here and talk about how much I love this record. It, it just has like so much like of a, like a pop rock flair to it. And it's so massive and giant and like easy to imagine being played in an arena. I'm over my head telling me that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Every time I find a piece, the picture makes no sense to me. Everybody pushing me. I just need space. Everybody's saying that I'll find my way. I don't really know if I will be okay. I don't really know if it will be okay, but everybody's telling me it's just a phase. It's just a phase. And when you think of that term, it's just a phase. I feel like any of us, like, you know, former or current scene slash emo kids, you know, unironically, we were all told like, oh, it's just a phase. But for the band Camino to name a song just a phase when they look the way that they do and how deceptive that is, it is, it's one of the power plays on this record, in my opinion. The closing song on this record, Get It Your Way, I think is, you know, one of the best songs on here, but also just one of the saddest because the, the way that I took the meaning here and the lyricism is that even after, you know, one pours his heart out for, you know, the 44 minutes that this record runs, ultimately all of it could be for nothing because you know feelings need to be reciprocated for like things to actually work out and you know you can say everything you want to and you can do whatever you want to but there still has to be some energy from like outside sources for you to actually be happy and be able to say that you are happy and, and you know just look at the chorus here from get it your way i'm holding on i don't want to let go for another escape i don't know what to say you're moving on and i'm looking at you like you're not the same i guess you always get it your way you say it's not your fault you don't know how to you don't know who to blame you're just this way you keep running from yourself now and after all i guess you'll always get it your way and after all i guess you'll always get it your way what the band camino achieved with this record is something that i don't want to go unnoticed and not that it's going to go unnoticed because they are a pretty big band but I think this is one of the strongest releases of the entire year so far. The, the band Camino just like, you know, and they didn't come out of nowhere and deliver something like so emphatic, but I, I didn't know that I was going to, you know, feel about this record the way that I do. I didn't know I was going to be moved by it so much and affected by it to the extent that I am, but it is just, it is a perfect record that I cannot recommend enough. And God, I, I'm, I'm still at a loss for words, really. Like, I know I just, like, rambled about, about a bunch of shit, but, like, I feel like I still haven't fully gotten my thoughts across. The band Camino came out and just delivered something that I think every member of this band and in their fan base should be highly proud of. Last record for this episode, it is the debut album from Landless called Mirrors. I don't remember how I came across Landless back in February, but I, I'm just really happy that I did because I think they are one of the 
biggest hidden talents in the entire scene. Definitely nowhere near enough people know about them. Not enough people are talking about this record. And I really, really think they should be because there is a lot that Landless offers that so many people can probably get lost in. The first single that I listened to for this record was Nobody. And what I will say about that song is that it does kind of fall into the category of hopecore. And if that's a trend from, you know, way back when that you were just tired of and you couldn't wait to get away from it, then the the, the argument that I want to make here for Landless and Nobody in particular is that I feel like there's this authenticity to Nobody that got lost back when Hopecore became a trend. Um, and I guess the reason why I'm like pointing to it as Hopecore is because when you look at like some of the lyrics here, we know we're not perfect. We strive to prove we're worth it. We know we're not perfect. This is who we are. It's very like stand up against, you know, a- a- authority figures kind of a thing. And sure, that-, that can come across as like cheesy or corny at times, but just the delivery on nobody, I feel like really, really makes it clear like there is a message here. There is valid meaning. And it's a song that I think a lot of people, you know, would be able to hold on to in this day and age. Something that Landless do on this record, and I think they just like, you know, have no shortage of, is the emotion behind each track and just the way that they feel like almost like a throwback to post-hardcore while also embracing some of the newer elements of metalcore. And that blend just makes for this perfect formula that I think Landless, you know, take full ownership of. And there's a, a ton on this record that I don't think you can necessarily get from other bands, you know, in or around metalcore and post-hardcore. There was another single called Waves that I think really, really does speak to what I'm saying. That song, it's just so heartfelt and the way that the structure is, the way that it's set up, the experimentation happening like in the chorus, it just feels so giant and like, um, how do I want to phrase this? It, it, like I, I don't know, I don't know if anybody listening to this right now has heard before being as an ocean, but like something that they used to do, where like you know they had these sections in their songs that felt like really atmospheric and just like um like these big tones like um it, it engulfing the lyricism and everything happening around it. That's what I picked up on Waves. The opening song on this record, Heavy, I think really really does a great job at setting the stage for mirrors and what's to come it, it literally is quite as the song says it is heavy but it's heavy when it needs to be and it's not heavy for the sake of it being heavy it just that sound is ha- happens to be what blends so well with the melodic nature of the song and how you know there's that contrast between the heavy sections and then those more melodic sections that are just able to grab you in at least for me personally like you know if i had no prior knowledge of Landless, I still feel like listening to Heavy would have gotten me interested in this record. There are some later songs like Drowning and Borrow Time that really do remind me of that new Caskets record from last month. So if that album, Lost Souls, was anything that you gravitate towards, I would say, you know, there is so much on this record that you yourself can, um, you know, just take with you and embrace and make Landless a band that you keep coming back to in the future. The closing song, Trapped Inside, I did rank number one in Scenic Overlook last week. It was my favorite song of the entire week. It's my favorite song on this record 
one of my favorite songs of the entire year. I think it is perfect. I think it is everything that this record needed to be like its end note or its end game, if you want to go that route. It, it just, it, like all of the energy and emotion that I've been talking about for every other song, it is just like that flood trapped inside. And then lyrically, it, it, you know, it does everything that it needs to. And it really, really speaks to the entire theme of the record. How can I cross the river if I'm uncertain? How can I know what's behind the curtain? Where is the way out? Tell me what it's all about. Everything is blurred. Echoes were the last sound I have heard. Where is the way out? Tell me what it's all about. The longer I'm wondering, the better I know where I belong. Trapped Inside is the perfect song, and Mirrors is the perfect record in my opinion. I was so happy to be able to take two records from last week, uh, the band Camino and Mirrors, and just, you know, champion and, and like know that I was going to come on this show and tell everyone that you really, really do need, or at least you should, go out of your ways to listen to these two albums. They are magnificent and, and just everything that I personally ask for from music. Mirrors is the quintessential metalcore record for at least what I am interested in in that genre because that is a genre that does get you know pretty boring pretty quickly but there is nothing boring about mirrors in my opinion it is a standout release and just one that I think everyone who considers themselves fans of metalcore or post-hardcore you need to make the time for mirrors and that's it that was every record and song from last week that I had to talk about this week um, so, you know, if you're listening to this right now, I don't know what day of the week it is for you, but this episode is going up on Thursday. I would really, really like to stop doing that because like, that's really, really cutting close to when the next week starts. So, uh, you know, ideally there will come a point where these episodes don't go up on Thursday, but a, a big reason why that's been the case for so long is because just that's how I operate. Like, you know, I have like really, really bad motivation and just a, a lot of times like this drought and I don't feel like doing anything and you know it is something that I'm like trying to work on um not to be like too detailed or personal but like you know I am um in therapy right now I am trying to you know push through everything that's happened to me and what I'm going through and you know part of this podcast is a um I, I guess part of the healing process it's it gives me something to do something to focus on and something to like you know, I, I, I go through every week knowing like, okay, I need to do this and then this and then this on social media. And then after that, I have to record this podcast. So yeah, just bear with me on the timing of everything. There will hopefully come a day where it's no longer out on Thursday. Maybe I can get these out Monday or Tuesday. That would be great. But until then, you know, just bear with me and let's work with what we got. So all that being said, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, for better or worse, let's make a scene.